0: Chapter 38 Wakey Wakey Daryl felt like he was dead. His body felt buried under earth and debris while vivid thoughts ran through his mind on an infinite loop. Visions of his mother haunted him. He could feel her disappointment. Her life had been so focused on making a better world for him, and his incarceration had been like a betrayal. She had tried to visit him when he was in prison, but she hadn't been able to get past the parking lot. He had seen her from his cell. She had just sat in the car watching the wives, friends, and families coming towards the visiting rooms, excited to see their loved ones, only to return destitute. Daryl was not big time, not even close. He moved a couple ounces a week, maybe more during the summer. He had just visited his supplier and was still holding when he had gone to the neighborhood taco joint to get some food. Instead of getting it to go like normal, he had decided to eat it there. It was one of those, if I just hadn't done this moments, that he still played back in his head once or twice a week. He had seen her as soon as he entered the tiny taqueria. She was beautiful, and the range of her beauty changed depending on his mood. If she was ugly, he was depressed, and vice versa. She had just picked up her food as he approached the register to order. Their eyes met for a moment, and she had smiled. That moment ruined his life. She had sat down by herself at the communal table that ran along the side of the restaurant. Even though she was the only other customer, she had chosen to sit at the one place where Darrell could sit with her and make his move. He had no idea if that was actually her intention, but two years thinking about a twenty-second moment gave birth to a lot of details. All he had ordered was a couple of tacos, but one thing was for sure. He was going to eat it there. He just prayed she wasn't a fast eater. To go? The chef, come waiter, come busboy, had said. Here, man, here. Daryl had stumbled, barely making sense. She'd had her back to him, but he saw her move her head, trying to see over her shoulder at him. Ah, si, cabron, the chef, come waiter, come busboy, had said, looking in the girl's direction, then back to Daryl and giving him a sly wink. If you had asked him her eye color, if her hair was straight or wavy, he wouldn't have been able to tell you for sure. He only saw her face for that moment, and she had become an amalgamation of every girl he had ever taken a fancy to. When the tacos came, Daryl had thought about sitting right next to her, but he thought he'd play it cool, so he'd placed the plate a few stools down from her, conveniently out of reach of the hot sauce, but close enough so he could ask her to slide it down his way. He was about to sit when his phone had started vibrating, and he'd reached into the pockets of his shorts and immediately felt the two ounces of Coke sitting underneath his phone. To this day, he never found out who had called him. He had woken up three days later in a hospital, cuffed to the bed with his mother asleep in the chair next to him. The officer at the door had been his first sign he was in trouble. The handcuffs had been the clincher. As he had answered the phone, he had turned sharply to head outside to continue the call and had clashed heads with someone entering, knocking him out cold in the taqueria. From the police report, the ambulance had come and the medics had looked through his pockets and found his secret shame, and when the police arrived, it was all over. While in his mini-coma, the cops had gotten a warrant to search his apartment, where they found money, scales, and baggies. It was an open-and-shut case. His court-appointed lawyer told him just to stay in jail, just get it over and done with as soon as he could, so he took the plea deal and spent the next sixteen months in prison, followed by six months and a halfway house. Luckily, Jake had been out of town, partying in Vegas, and he wasn't on the lease anyway, so he didn't even get mentioned. Typical Jake. He went back to the taco joint after he got out of jail, but it had become a Starbucks, a faceless corporation replacing the place he had seen the faceless girl. It was all pointless. He was relying on her recognizing him, and he was unrecognizable from the skinny kid she had shared a moment with. Anyway, he assumed she would have laughed at the pathetic guy unconscious on the floor with a couple bags of coke falling out of his pocket rather than fall in love with him, like he did with her. His finger twitched and the debris that was weighing down on him felt like it had turned to a heavy sludge. His mind continued to race. A gif played on loop, cycling over and over again and he still couldn't escape it. The truck. The fucking truck. Jake. The faceless girl, Ray, Max, his mother, the truck, Jake, the faceless girl, Ray, Max, his mother, the fucking truck, Jake, the faceless girl, Ray, Max, his mother. It was a never-ending freight train running over his head and crushing his will to live. But it had awoken his mind, and the lights were beginning to turn on. Boom. 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 With a huge breath, Daryl woke up. He sat upright, gathering his thoughts. The pain hit him almost instantly, and he reached for the back of his head. He could feel the swollen nod under his rolled-up ski mask and the blood that had pooled and dried in the middle of it. Are you fucking serious? Darrell said as he gently rubbed his head. Daryl immediately reached for his gun, and to his relief it was still there, secreted in the waistband at the back of his pants. He switched off the safety as he brought the gun to the front of his chest, and looked around for someone to use it on. Ray's money was gone. He didn't even have to check. He could feel the envelope was no longer there. Motherfucker, Darrell whispered. He wasn't sure if that was directed at Ray or himself. Most likely both. Police sirens wailed in a nearby street, and Darrell jumped to his feet. Blood rushed through his head. It was too much too soon, and he fell to his knees vomiting the quick meal he had eaten before he left. The siren grew louder and Darrell clutched his skull, fearing it would burst. In that moment he prayed to be caught, to be cuffed to a gurney in an ambulance on the way to his doom. But the sirens faded and the police cars didn't even slow down as they passed the parking lot. Darrell closed his eyes and tried to clear his mind. The throbbing eased and he was able to get to his feet without a herd of buffalo running through his cerebral cortex... He swiveled around, looking all over the parking lot for someone to rain hellfire on, and that's when he saw the river of blood in front of him. Darryl took a few steps sideways so he could see around the corner of the truck where the blood was coming from. He raised his gun and pressed his finger to the trigger as he carefully poked his head around until he saw the lifeless, blood-soaked lump of meat that used to be Ray. Ray, Daryl whispered. What the fuck you doing down there? Ray's body was covered in blood, but thanks to his jeans and leather jacket, plus the dog pile that cut short the feast, he wasn't in too bad shape. Well, bad shape for someone who had been crushed to death. His shotgun lay a few feet away with a couple spent shotgun shells scattered close by. It looked like he had been beaten to death by someone. I told you, nothing good was going to come of opening that truck, Daryl said, bending over to inspect Ray up close. You should have believed me, you dumb motherfucker. Daryl looked into the back of the truck and saw it was empty with the doors wide open. God damn it, Daryl said, putting his gun back into his waistband. Fucking setup. Every impulse was telling him to get the fuck out of the parking lot and to safety, but he needed to finish the job. Daryl found the envelope Ray had taken from him and practically threw Ray's body into the hold. He grabbed the shotgun from the ground, put it in the back of the van, and finally got the lighter that he had left on the dash earlier. See you in hell, Ray, Darrell said in his worst cockney accent as he lit the truck on fire. Pip-pip cheerio. The truck went up quickly and Darrell hurried back to the van, putting the jerry can in the back with the shotgun. He was about to close the door when he heard a loud bang and swung around. The truck was still on fire, but the back doors had swung open and smashed into the side of the truck. Huh? Daryl said, walking slowly towards the inferno. He saw movement. Something was on fire and it was moving towards him. He realized pretty quickly that something was Ray, and he was howling like some sort of bee horror movie ghost. It didn't take more than a second before Daryl had pulled his gun from his waistband and pulled the trigger, unloading round after round into Ray's chest but Ray wasn't halted by the bullets. He just kept on coming at Darrell. What the fuck? Darrell said, shooting more bullets into Ray's chest. Die, damn it! With Ray only a few yards away and almost about to pounce, Darrell swiftly sidestepped him, letting Ray, still on fire, hurtle into the back of the van. Ray hit the jerry can, knocking it over, and there was an explosion, the force of which knocked Darrell back ten feet onto the ground. Holy shit, Daryl said as he picked himself up. The van was a fireball, the truck was a fireball, and Ray definitely wasn't moving this time. Daryl was done. He was not going to wait around for anything more to happen, and with the cash he had securely left at home and Ray's cut, he was happy to let this job be a distant memory. Fuck this shit, Daryl said, running to the exit of the lot.